Broadcasting live and worldwide. Here's Brody Brazil. So as I record this, it has yet to be announced what you now already know that Drew Remenda is going to be joining our Sharks coverage for this season. In fact, it's going to be happening right around the corner. And I, I really can't wait to see and hear your guys' reaction on this. I mean, not just when it eventually is announced, um, but also when you see him on television for the first time, breaking down your favorite team, just like the old days. Um, I, I realize that in 2021, everybody's got a different opinion on on pretty much everything. But I really do feel like the excitement behind this is going to be unanimous. And again, I, I, I just can't wait to, to experience that. I want to share a couple things in this in this video, um, but I also want to tell you what I'm not going to do. I, I'm not going to dive into the past and whatever happened, and I'm also not here to ponder potentials for the future. That's just way too deep. That's not in my lane. It's just not going to happen here. And the other thing I want to clarify, uh, we're adding Drew to an existing great team. I love all my teammates. We are so fortunate to have the width and the depth of the group we already do. This is only about Drew. This is not about anybody else. I, I just want to make that very clear, um, that my my excitement level in bringing him back is is just like welcoming back an old friend and having your team that's already, you know, really good, get that much deeper. So that's, that's all I really want to say off the top here. Um, but a couple things to share in the uh, in the minutes of this video, and the first would be, I've always appreciated Drew for his passion uh, towards this this hockey team, this franchise, but also the San Jose community. I mean, you understand he's a Canadian, um, you know, he's a he's a hockey traditionalist in a lot of ways, you know, an old school hockey guy. And I imagine he could have come to California at the very beginning. And thought, you know, in a non-traditional hockey market, like, what is all this? Nobody here knows the game like I do. And he could have dismissed it. He could have down-talked it, downplayed it. And look, maybe way, way back in the day he did that. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Even if he did, that's certainly not the case all the years later. I mean, you can really see the man has a passion specifically for this franchise. And yeah, probably a lot of it is because he was there from its earliest days. He got to see this franchise at a way different time than you and I know it here and now. Um, and so, again, I, I just think it's it's something to admire is his appreciation for the franchise. And even when uh, years passed that he was not part of the Sharks doing something else, I know he was watching, absorb, absorbing, and observing uh, pretty much everything that was going on in San Jose. The man's passion for this this franchise and, again, this community has never wavered. And I'm, I'm just so glad that things have fallen into place and this could all work out. And, yeah, I, I guess I forgot to mention that before, the, the, the sheer timing of this, the situation of a lot of people doing programming remotely. He can join us from Canada like he's about to do. Um, just so very special and so very cool that this opportunity is is presenting itself at a most uh, crazy time, right, in the world in general. Um, so, yeah, that observation, right, just drew in his passion for the Sharks. But I also want to share 
maybe one or two related stories and it's kind of personal. It involves when I when I joined the Sharks broadcast team in 2009. And for many years before that, I was a hockey fan. And essentially, since the Sharks existed, that's when I started watching hockey. But there's there's a huge difference between watching a lot of hockey games as a fan and then <laughs> being thrust into working in that environment, that live production environment. And specifically, the in-game interviews that I was doing, the bench interviews during commercial breaks. Those were such a difficult task. Like I said, I was... I was a rookie in all of this. Not to mention the situation is you tap a guy on a shoulder. You hope he's got some some breath in his in his lungs. He's not winded from his last shift. You hope your question's good. You hope he'll give you a good reaction to it. Is the timing right? Does the technology work? I mean, there were so many different elements to, to get one of these things to go right. Sometimes they were home runs. Other times they were decent, doable. A couple times they were like, oh, <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, but long story short, um, I don't want to say I, I struggled, but I learned on the go, right? I put a lot of attention and focus into trying to make making these as valuable as I could. But Drew at one point noticed a trend and a trap that I fell into of asking the how important question over and over and over. And that is, for example, like, hey, Joe Thornton, how important is it that you guys get the next goal? Hey, Rob Blake, how important is it that you guys, you know, get back on on defense and coverage? Anyway, I asked how important, how important over and over. And Drew called me out on it. Not, you know, not publicly, but but privately on several occasions. And he wasn't wrong. Like I realized, yeah, what what kind of answer do I expect from that question? Well, Brody, it's very important that we get the next goal of this game. Duh. You know, it's just so. The point here, as it relates to Drew, is that a lot of other people, as colleagues, right, they could have just not said anything. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to bug this person. They don't care enough about that guy. Let him struggle. It's not my problem, right? It's not my deal. You know, he'll he'll figure it out. Somebody else will talk to him. But but Drew really took it among himself. And I don't know if this is the the coach in him. This is his personality. This is him as a, as a broadcaster, loving the team that he and Randy had. I mean, that was another thing. Joining Randy Hahn and Drew Remenda back in the day was, these were the guys that I learned a lot of, of hockey from and watching it on television all those years. And I know a lot of you feel the same way. This is, this is a person that many of you learned a lot of what you know about hockey because he's one of the first voices you paid attention to. But anyway, getting back to the point, a lot of other people just wouldn't have said anything, but it was in his nature to just flat out say, hey, I'm going to help you. I want to help you here. So I always appreciated that in retrospect. And I mean, you could even say that, you know, he was he was a bit stern and firm about it and a lot of different things. This is just one example, but I, I always appreciated it because I knew it came from a great place. And I knew that the passion and the end result was making our team and our product that much better. So I have a lot of people to thank, you know, kind of ascending in this broadcast career, people that they do or they don't even know that they help me just by being being good examples. And I got to watch how they operate, watch how um, they succeed. And I learned from it. Drew was definitely one of those people. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'd, I've got nothing to gain from him anymore. I'm just saying. But but back then, I I definitely did. Just kidding. 
Um, and the other part of it was actually with with these bench interviews, you know, I, I quickly realized that if I was doing them right, if I was getting a good answer out of out of somebody, a really good nugget, that Drew would find a way to work it back into the broadcast later on. You know, for example, um, I, I don't know, get a player to say something, get a get a Patty Marlowe to, to give you a little hint about the forecheck that night. And Drew would see an example of that in the game. And he'd say, hey, remember a couple minutes ago when Patty and Brody were talking on the bench? And that to me was like throwing a dog a bone, you know, like that to me was the ultimate pat on the back that I could contribute not only to the broadcast, but to the point that it would help him tell stories in the game and to the point that he would observe it. And it was it was relevant to him. And so, again, I, I always appreciated that, that kind of recognition. And that's another thing that helped me get better. That was a challenge. Whether he knows that or not, it was a challenge to me to provide material for him and the viewers in the game. But that's that was kind of the gold standard. I knew it was good if, if I got a reference later on from Drew. So, again, just to summarize, I'm excited about this. I know you are, too. Um, we'll have him on for our studio shows, and I can't wait to, to hear his takes and insights all over again. And, and don't think because he's far away that he's not very well connected to everything that's going on, and he's going to give you some of the best nuggets out there. And it's just a different viewpoint, right? We already have great perspectives, like I said. Uh, this is just an additional set of eyes and, and a background and, and a personality that we're all familiar with. Yeah, of course, we're also going to have a lot of fun with this, too, so... Can't wait to see and hear all of your guys' reaction. Uh, Maybe leave some of it in the comments section below. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you on television pretty soon with the entire squad and now also with Drew Remenda.